0: The number you have dialed.
1: Welcome to IABC's podcast The Voice for marketers, communicators and creative professionals everywhere. Brought to you by MediaStyle, Style. This episode hosted by Alexander Reed.
0: Welcome to another episode of The Voice, the official podcast of IABC Ottawa. I'm your host, Alexandra Reed, and I'm here with digital marketing rock star and media hacker, Mitch Joel, who is joining me on Skype today in the Media Style studio, all the way from beautiful Montreal. Mitch, welcome. It's great to have you on the show today.
1: Thanks, Alex.
0: Uh, just as a brief introduction, uh, Mitch is the uh, president of Twist Image, an award winning digital marketing and communications agency. He's a blogger, podcaster, entrepreneur, and speaker who regularly covers the digital marketing and new media space. He was also crowned Canada's most influential male in social media in 2008, is a Canadian top 40 under 40, and is one of the top 100 online marketers in the world. (laughs) So it's needless to say, Mitch, I'm both extremely nervous and exciting to have uh, the opportunity to chat with you today.
1: You're being too kind, thank you. (laughs)
0: Uh, So I read on your blog uh, that you podcast as an excuse uh, to, uh, to ask your interviewees your most burning questions. So that's exactly what I intend to do today.
1: Perfect, I love it.
0: (laughs) Uh, I was listening to a podcast between you and uh, Joseph Jaffe, uh, where you debated whether marketing was entering to a renaissance period, or uh, you referred to a a Harvard Business Review article uh, that the traditional marketing industry is dead. Uh, You said marketing certainly isn't dead, uh, but that it's really at a crossroads. Uh, So what are those crossroads, and where does the industry stand right now, and and where are we going?
1: Just a simple question I can answer with yes or no, right, Alex?
0: (laughs) Just one, yep.
1: (laughs) Start off with the the big one. Um, the, The challenge that we face is fundamental in the sense of the job we have as marketing communication professionals is to get our messages in front of people. And I don't think our industry ever thought there would be a day where any individual can have a thought and publish that thought in text, images, audio, and video instantly and for free to the world to share. Mm-hmm. And this creates a model of, of fragmentation. It creates a model of disintermediation. It creates a model of frustration because suddenly what we have is any one individual has the capability of being their own media channel. That doesn't mean it's a great channel. It doesn't mean it's a channel that's going to amplify a message or, or get a message to spread, but it means there, there's all these channels. And so what it creates is a, is a new world where we as the quote-unquote professionals in this space have to do a much more strategic and better job at connecting those pieces because it's also not destination anymore. It's not the type of thing that's created because we're all plunked down on the couch. It's something that is completely untethered. It's something that enables people to be hyper-connected, not just to one another, but to brands as well. And it changes the game. And so, The sort of dichotomy that that we grapple with is a world where traditional media is doing its best to try and be relevant in this sort of shockingly different place. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we're realizing that there's saturation. We're realizing that consumers have fatigue and that there – I wouldn't call it a pushback, but there's a – a majority of consumers who enjoy traditional passive media, sitting back and watching a great show without having to plus one a tweet it, friend that you know, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. to it. And so you can sort of look at, you know, a couple of those points of interest as a new challenge for us to create better types of marketing engagements that is over and above the disruption based model that that is that has been fundamental to traditional media. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. One of your great saying that I love is, uh, marketing is everything. But you lament that it's been reduced in many cases to just promotion. So, I mean, everybody's just saying like us, you know, uh, look at us, you know, watch our video and all the rest. So I fear that this uh, this reputation uh, could radically reduce the value of our efforts in the eyes of businesses. Well, because marketing really should encompass so many things, like informing the product and its pricing and positioning within the marketplace. So why do you think so much of the marketing function is focused only on promotion? Uh, is this just laziness or is there a deeper issues that need to be uncovered and addressed?
1: Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, but, but obviously it's the deeper issues. And the deeper issues are that I don't know that marketing has ever been at the table truly for the other P's beyond the promotion one. Mm-hmm. And when you think of marketing, what we really think of, and you see this online all the time in the discourse, is advertising. Advertising is a small subset of marketing. It's an important one. It's one that's dominated the, the sort of promotional part of marketing, but it's not everything. And so I think we sort of went down a, a route many, many eons ago where it was easy: four networks, three networks. You buy, you do your buy at this time, 8 p.m. on Thursday, must see TV, and your message was out to the majority of people who are connected to media. Mm-hmm. That now, changes right place, obviously right in, in this new world, and so. So I I think the, the challenge that we have is one where we have to put up or shut up to a certain degree. Now we actually have things like the analytics and not just the sort of linear stuff, but the great social stuff, too, and how that comes together. We have the ability to create utility. We have the ability to have tremendously powerful direct relationships. You can go on and on and on and see that marketers need to step up. They need to also do a better job of creating an educational platform within the C-suite so that they're brought to the table more and that they're more integrated into the actual development of the business, whether it's the sale or product. And, you know, we have to basically, you know, to use a, a euphemism, cowboy up.
0: <laughs> cowboy up to the wild, wild west. Totally. <laughs> uh, so you, you, you listed a number of ways that some marketers and, and some people in the space are attempting to elevate the standards uh, in this ever-changing marketing environment. Along those lines, uh, you pointed to a great Advertising Age article called uh, The Great Divide, it's called Agencies and Tech Innovators Need to Get on the Same Page Quick. Uh, author Judy Shapiro argued that there is a stark difference in perspectives between agencies and the technologists and venture capitalists who are re-engineering marketing. And so, marketing, marketers are, of course, struggling to use all these new tools and channels effectively uh, to demonstrate their value to businesses. So can you expand on this subject? I know you talked about it a little bit on your blog, but I'd like to hear your point of view. And have you seen any examples of these two worlds converging or are they very much still operating as silos?
1: Yeah, so I mean, you might have asked me the second part after I rant about the first, so I'm (laughs) reminded of it. But I, I think that those comments are true, not just of marketing, but of everything. And I think it's easy when you're writing for an industry trade publication to sort of, you know, filter down right to marketing. I think business, at its core is having a hard time keeping up with this sort of startup Silicon Valley mentality of putting things into market and testing them fast and and using things that we're seeing in, in, in popular books like the lean startup and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you have a scenario where people will point fingers at the newspaper industry and say, you know, you guys didn't modernize quick enough. And I don't actually think that that's totally true. If you look at what it means to be a publisher today, let's take the Huffington Post pre AOL acquisition as a sort of a sort of gate to look at mm-hmm. and you say hey Huffington Post start printing newspapers it's not their business model it's not in their DNA to understand how to do that and vice versa and so we tend to point to radio stations or TV stations and and newspapers and say hey you're not you're not keeping up with the times the truth is the times aren't iteration the times are complete disruption mm-hmm. and they don't have business model infrastructure or even capabilities to build those types of businesses. And then when you you iterate that further, you would say, well, Huffington Post gets acquired by AOL and it becomes part of a sort of larger digital media conglomerate. And that's absolutely true. But if you look at what it means to be a publisher in, in 2012, it's fundamentally different than just, you know, control C, control V, right? You copy your mm-hmm. paste your your copy onto onto the web and you put a picture on it and a more, you know, link baby like headline and off you go to the races Mm -hmm. that's what they're doing it's still very you know level one that's not real futuristic publishing. That's on looking at the web and saying, how do we create the next Twitter, which is really a publishing platform? Mm-hmm. And so, so those are the, those aren't little iterations or little challenges that industry is going to face in trying to keep up with the disruptors. It's a chasm, and it's a chasm that's really, really hard to bring together when you have infrastructure and and and, and things like uh, uh, debt, you know, <laughs> and on and on and on, and investors and stuff like that. Yeah. In terms of who's doing it right, what you're what you're seeing is early days of 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 nascent examples of of great ways to engage. My favorite is when I talk about all the time, and I talk about it in my next book too. It's sitter squat. Sitter squat is an app that was put out by Charmin, the toilet paper company. Basically, wherever you are in the world, you hit this app and it'll tell you how close you are to a clean bathroom. I've
0: heard of this and one, you can yeah. rate
1: the apps in stars, you can comment on the apps, That's you fantastic. can comment on the bathrooms, you can add bathrooms, it'll tell you which ones are handicap accessible, yeah. which ones have changing tables if you've got kids. And as someone who's a super elite traveler like I am, I do a ton of miles in the air, that app comes in handy. It stays on the home screen of my iPhone. And I'll tell you, in the new world of business, the most valuable piece of real estate you, we're gonna have Businesses is not where the where, where the physical feet are walking, but it's on the home screen of, of these smartphones. Yeah. And so, what brands need to do to paradigm shift is to think about how they're going to be that relevant in that different of a world.
0: Any suggestions beyond that uh, as to how to break down these walls and and to and to, and to make sure that these two groups? Um, enormous groups are communicating regularly with each other uh, so that they are bringing out products that, that, that work for both industries.
1: It's hard. It's really uh, hard. I'll, t- I'll tell you why it's really hard, because the answer isn't as simple as it used to be. You know, get your advertising budget in line, optimize it, and buy your buy your space in your four traditional channels. That's not what we're talking about anymore. Now what we're talking about is, is such a different world where we're actually saying to people, please take the time to figure out what the world looks like. And once you understand what your world looks like in terms of the real core strategy, look at the entire landscape and start looking at the channels by which you can drive that strategy. The unique and the positive part of that is you have a brand narrative. It's the story you tell of your brand every day. And you can now tell it in many, many different and dynamic ways. So the bad stuff is when you take your TV spot and you clunk it onto YouTube. The great stuff is when you take your TV spot and you run it on TV and then you run a behind-the-scenes on on YouTube Mm -hmm. or you run an extended version or you tell a different story on YouTube and you have webisodes or whatever it might be. And you think more about what the media is, the type of people you're speaking to, where they're connected, and how you're going to add value within those ecosystems.
0: So I mean, talking about things getting more complex, the number of roles within the marketing department is expanding rapidly. We're having to wear so many more hats uh, as content marketing and other digital marketing activities continue to rise in importance. Uh, I had a, a great chat with uh, Ginny Dietrich uh, the other week about why businesses need to adopt a round approach to their operations uh, to improve the marketing process. sure you've experienced the all-too-common situation of, um, of marketing being left out of product development or even lack of communications between sales and marketing departments. So Mitch, how can we get everyone on the same page?
1: Again, you can't make the generalization that marketing needs to be a part of product development or marketing and sales need to be more closely implicated. What we need to do is take a step back and say, do we have, you know, this is Jim Collins 101, do we have the right people on the right bus in the right seats? Mm -hmm. And what what we tend to have are are people at very senior levels saying, yeah, yeah. I keep hearing about this, this social media thing or I keep hearing about this Facebook thing or this Pinterest thing. But the truth of the matter is that it's not in their DNA. It's not in their blood. I'm not saying you have to have a digital native or a young person assent to those roles mm-hmm. because it's not a zero-sum game either. It's not the world has completely changed, ditch everything and go. I often say everything is with, not instead of. And so what it is, it's a DNA. You have to just make a decision that the people who are leading this within your organization are saying really candidly, I'm happy to stand up and know that we have a world where, and again, this is stuff I'm, I'm really deep diving in on, on the next book, which comes out next May, mm-hmm. on this idea of having what I call the digital first posture. I know that we live in a day and age where you don't call the travel agent and then go and sit down at their desk and they show you pictures of a destination anymore. You know, We're thinking about going away on a family vacation. We're digital first. You start looking online, you start getting ideas, you start looking at flights, car rentals, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're looking for experience, and that's how we drive it. More and more, we're seeing industry B2B, B2C shift to this digital first posture. And it may not be that the first moment, but it happens at one point in the food chain. Uh, anecdotal story, but, but anecdotal, but it's true, I'm just sort mm-hmm. of... Hiding the names to protect the guilty. Mm-hmm. I had a, I was doing a presentation in, in a large U.S. city, and one of the, the CEOs of a major organization came up to me, and he's like, you know, I was sitting there watching you speak about this sort of New Age, and thinking to myself like, oh, I don't know if our customers do this. I'm not sure, and he goes, and then I caught myself laughing because what I realized is that. A week prior to seeing you, my CTO had come into my office and we were about to do this large software B2B installation. It was like a two-year program, 35 million bucks, like pretty serious. And it's like he wants to just sort of get the final nod from me and know that I'm on board with this. And he goes, I went home that night and I had dinner and I couldn't get out of my head because I didn't know what we were buying. So (laughs) what did I do? Well, I went on Google. And he goes, I've been watching YouTube videos of people talking about it. I'm looking at what the chatter is. And he goes, I'm basically (laughs) doing everything you're saying, but in the back of my head thinking no one does this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and it's not an unfamiliar story. I'm sure you know scenarios like that, too. You start thinking about that and you realize, you know, we have a long way to go. The people who are listening to a podcast, speaking through Skype and recording it, that the rest of the world has yet to catch up to. I wrote wrote Six Pixels of Separation, the first book in 2007. You Think about how long ago that was there. There was no iPad. There was no Twitter really back then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you, you think about how far we've come and yet how far we haven't come yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, I'd, I would like to hear more of your thoughts about uh, bridging traditional, I guess you could call them a new marketing worlds. Uh, one, in your conversation with, uh, with Joseph, uh, you discussed advertising and said that the question is not whether advertising works, but how well it works and if it works as well as it used to. So does it work as well as it used to? And, uh, and has its role in the overall marketing function changed?
1: Yeah, so this is where Joe and I, Joe Jaffe and I will probably differ. Joe wrote the book Life After the 32nd Spot. And, and Joe and I all, all, all always laugh because he didn't write the book Life Instead of the 32nd Spot, right? He, people seem to think that it's uh, that, that he sort of says it was dying. It, it's dead. Oh. He thinks it's dying. <laughs> um Here's the thing. You can go on YouTube now and choose uh, one of my favorite examples would be Chipotle. They did a commercial where it was like animation and it was uh, Willie Nelson singing a Coldplay cover.
0: Oh, I've heard Uh, that one. This song, This video
1: has gajillions of views and it's a simple TV commercial. And so to answer your question in short, I think great creative with a great message gets attention even when you put it into such a, a, a messed up and busy world like YouTube. So I think that there's great space still for great creative work that's on message that sends a great message. I think the challenge we have is that advertising at, at a majority level has been terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and my hopes are that what digital does is that it pushes it and forces it to get better. And mm-hmm. I actually see a lot of indications that what we're getting is much more creative with the work. We're still so, sort of stuck in this world where we're doing adaptation. Here's our traditional TV campaign, make it work online where we're gonna go to is that sort of brand narrative that brand ecosystem we were talking about earlier where someone says you know this is what we're doing on TV in in, in sort of keeping with the brand narrative what could we do with these three platforms because this is where our consumers are so I'm actually really hopeful for it I don't think that uh, advertising is dying or going anywhere the other example I I talk about is um, and, and this speaks directly to that marketing is dead article you mentioned in the Harvard Business Review earlier is you know the example I gave on my blog was you know you're a, you're a consumer packaged goods company, you got 40 different lines of cereals, you've got a new brand cereal that's coming out, it's, it's low in sugar, or you're dumping in dry blueberries or something, you know, what are you supposed to do? Uh, ha- have all the brand evangelists jump on this and share it on Twitter? I mean, th- there is a certain role for advertising that acts as just a direct way to pay money to put a message in front of people. Right. And I, I, I think... All of us as marketing professionals, whether you're more slanted towards digital or not, would be foolish to say that there's not ever going to be a space for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like going out and getting a bunch of community managers to go and tell everybody about the new about the new blueberries and the cereal would be ridiculous. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, and there's just again, right? It, it's different brands need to do different things to tell different messages. The the difference now is that we have enough channels where you can be dynamic and unique. It's not always the same channels. And that's the beauty of it. You, you can look at Twitter even and, and think about all the different things you could do as a brand on just Twitter, because all it is it's a publishing platform. Yes, you're limited to 140 characters, but it's a publishing platform. You can blast ads or you can engage. You can do customer service or you can talk about cool things. You mean this, on and on. It's as endless as your creativity.
0: Right, they're just tools and it's all up to how you use them. Absolutely. So switching gears just a bit, um, I read a B2B article uh, this morning actually that, uh, that covered your keynote address at the Content Marketing World Expo. It said that uh, fundamental shifts in technology and consumer behaviours are influencing the ways businesses market their products and services to our audiences, of course, uh, and that content marketers are in a prime position to take advantage of these new channels. Well, as a content marketer myself, I, I wish I could have uh, seen the presentation. I was hoping that perhaps you could share some uh, some of those nuggets uh, you presented, uh, particularly about content marketing and uh, and how best to use these novel channels to their best effect.
1: Well, I mean, it speaks to the message that I, I'm sort of trying to sew together in the, the whole conversation here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Content marketing, as as we knew it in a pre digital world, was the ability for brands to create essentially advertorial content. Uh, it was you know thinly veiled uh, as as traditional media, whether it was a magazine you know, in flight, whatever it might be Now, in a digital world, you come to this point again, right? You can publish anything, have an idea, text, images, audio, video instantly for free. Mm -hmm. How are you going to create something that's compelling in a world where the half life of content has shrunk? I mean, how long does a tweet last? How long does a blog post last? It's a couple of hours, if a day, if you're lucky. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you went on Twitter and someone said, Here's a great blog post I was reminded of that was written four years ago?
0: (laughs) Just, you know, if it didn't happen then. (laughs)
1: Or, or forget even yesterday, you, 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 it's old news, right? Oh, yeah. And so what happens is we have a world, and, and a, this was quite enlightening at, at content marketing world and a, maybe a future blog post of mine where I sort of looked and realized, looking at the attendees and the content, that this is really nascent day still for that. There's a massive opportunity for a brand to really demonstrate its relevancy by creating, publishing, and nurturing a, a real spirit of genuine and authentic content. Now, content, what is that? To me, content is not an ad, Content is something that delivers value first Mm -hmm. to the reader. Mm -hmm. And once the reader gets value, they'll do the social thing. And what's the social thing? It's not to talk about it. It's to make that content as shareable and as findable as possible. Mm -hmm. And if you look at brands that are doing it great, not that many equals to me huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. Major challenge. I can tell having attended content marketing world that I don't believe at this point organizations are truly staffed for it and I don't think that they truly believe in it as core to the marketing imperative.
0: What are your views on outsourcing these activities?
1: I think outsourcing can work if you're outsourcing it to the right person. Of course. I I, I look at, at journalism as a whole and I think brands would be well positioned to hire journalists. I think they'd be worried about what these journalists would uncover. And so it's a bit of a dance where you have to figure out what's the world going to look like if brands start hiring journalists to figure out real stories to tell. I mean, real stories, stories that really matter.
0: Lastly, and this is uh, entirely unrelated to our discussion so far, you posted a a very personal blog post, I believe it was yesterday, about uh, raising funds uh, for a young girl named Leah who was diagnosed with leukemia. Specifically, you're asking people uh, to donate to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada to sponsor your Light the Night walk on October 13th. Are you still raising funds, and what should people know about donating?
1: Oh, that's very cool. So it's a bit complex. Basically, this light-the-night walk is something where teams are formed, and so my best friend whose daughter uh, had leukemia, and thankfully she's in remission now, Mm -hmm. um, creates a team. And so I'm one of the team members, and so I set a little minor goal, and hopefully all my friends and people who've read and enjoyed my content over the the past while will go on and and do it. So basically, (laughs) if you go to... You know, light the walk Canada, I guess, in Google or Bing or Yahoo, and then just do a search for Mitch Joel. Hopefully, you'll find my page, and hopefully by then it'll still be up. And mm-hmm. if anyone cares to donate, that'd be very kind.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, thank you uh, again for taking the time to speak with me today, Mitch. How can our listeners learn more about you if they don't know about you already
1: you can always find me at www.twistimage.com forward slash blog or i'm mitch joel on twitter or just google or bing or yahoo me
0: mm-hmm. so that wraps up uh, another episode of the voice uh, as always we love to hear from you so please take the time to comment again i'm your host Alexandra Reed. if you have any questions feel free to contact me on francismoran.com or on twitter my handle is tech alley thanks a lot for tuning in and have a great day
1: You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, produced in Ottawa at MediaStyle. For more information, visit ottawa.iabc.com.